0: Welcome back to the Work Mija podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres. I am your host, Sochil Carmona, and today I am joined by Elizabeth Vallejo. She is a wellness coach who helps her clients reach their goals for spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, and physical health. She works closely with clients to find solutions together and build a sustainable path to wholeness. Accountability and commitment to a healthier and fuller life is a large part of her own path and her coaching framework. I'm excited, especially since the power of TikTok united us. Yay. So thank you so much for joining us today, Elizabeth.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, for sure. For sure. So excited. Um, I love meeting social media friends uh, virtually in person. So excited to talk to Elizabeth today. But before we get into our talk, gonna have some bruja talk. And (laughs) Elizabeth was kind enough to share with us her top three astrologically, which is our sun sign, our moon sign and rising sign. So we get to know her a little bit better, deeper within. And so her sun sign is a cancer sun, another cancer sun here on the podcast. And cancer suns are known for their strong survival instincts, protective of those they care about. She's also mama bear. So don't mess up there. And, you know, can sometimes be known to be a little bit sensitive our moon sign rules our body and our emotions. Ooh, this is my second Virgo moon on the podcast. So tell me why I knew Elizabeth was going to be on time and if not before me, which she was. <laughs> that typical Virgo moon is like, I don't got to worry about her canceling. They are very practical people. They can be meticulous and have attention to detail. A lot of like video editors um apparently are Virgo moons. Like wow. those little tiny details. Um you know, they're willing to help Devote and be very gentle people, which kind of speaks to a little bit more of what she does. Um, she'll talk to us a little bit more. And her rising sign, your motivation for life, what you can sometimes maybe even come off as for a lot of people, sometimes they're like, I don't really relate to my sun sign. So therefore, I don't believe astrology, but maybe you are more in tune with your rising sign. So she is also a, a Libra rising um, and everybody seems to like people with their Libra rising signs. You wow. likely have a particularly charming smile, a gentle approach with others and an easygoing image. Even those, you know, Libra rising natives who are not endowed with classic good looks are attractive Yes, check out her Instagram. (laughs) You may very well pay a lot of attention to your personal appearance, the colors you wear, your hair, and the way you talk. Let me tell you, she's got some pretty good fashion, you know, style things here. She's got a bet on yourself, a sweatshirt. So, yeah, definitely. I see the connection here, but I Mm. definitely get Libra rising vibes, even from like your TikTok or like Instagrams. It's definitely it's always a cute outfit put together.
1: Wow, that is so interesting. Um, (laughs) Yes, I am extremely sensitive. I like to uh, tell my partner that I'm not uh, high maintenance when it comes to material things, but I'm emotionally high maintenance. Like, (laughs) I really am. I'm like, listen to me. Can you hold space for me? I'm going to cry about this. Um, I wasn't always like that. I like to say that I grew into my bruja powers. And one of those is accepting who you are and your emotions because in being a crab, I was very good at uh, hiding in my shell. Mm -hmm. And I am very protective of my tribe. So I was, you know, I like to tell people, not everybody deserves to hear your story, because they're not going to know how to hold space for you. So I was very careful. But once I open up, yeah, I'm going to call you and be very emotional. <laughs> so you need um, some Dramatica merch too, I think. <laughs> oh, a million percent. And like I told you, my daughter's a Gemini. So a million percent we need that merchandise yes. in this house. <laughs> um, and yes, I'm always on time. Always, <laughs> always, always. I think it's a form of respect. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I also don't like to be in that stereotype that you're on Latino time. Well, that mm-hmm. doesn't you know that's not how that works Mm-mm.
0: no 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 it's not virgo moons latino but yeah if there's and there's a pet peeve that i have is people wasting my time that's the one i can Thank like you. Por qué? Por qué? Por why? um okay yeah awesome awesome so definitely as you kind of said like stuff regarding like your cancer son and the emotions for a cancer son to have all these emotions really working with your own and you know helping other people work with them that's definitely something I'm starting to see these connections here so can you tell me more other than astrologically in general a little bit more about yourself you know what you know you were doing before what you're doing now and what kind of led you to the path of becoming a wellness coach
1: Uh, So I am a huge believer in like everything happens for a reason. And I I honestly feel like I've had multiple lives in one. So I am uh, born in Miami, first generation Colombian. And um, I went to school for fashion. So I was a Mm. wardrobe stylist and a makeup artist for years on South Beach, which nobody should be go through their early 20s in South Beach. It is a big world and you grow up very fast. It's a very go, go, go. You know, you have to be very careful. Um, Then I had the beautiful surprise with my daughter. So I went to the suburbs like people do when they have kids. Mm -hmm. And I was an event planner. And then with my now ex-husband, we had an event planning and catering company. And that's kind of holding space for people, right? I know you've had event planners on here and you talk about how they take care of people. Mm -hmm. And Being a wardrobe stylist and a makeup artist, you have no idea how many models would sit in my chair and cry and tell me these things. I mean, these were impressionable young girls in Miami, Miami Fashion Week and all these events that are going on. And I was able to hold space for them. A lot of healers um, talk about how they've always held space, but now they, you know, it's really hard when you're in this field to put a, a price on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do this for free if I could. So after my divorce, uh, which is going on four years, I, uh, had become very spiritual a couple years before that. I also, um, went into recovery. I'm a recovering alcoholic and my treatment was all holistic and it was very spiritual. So of course I was like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, but that's how my life has always gone. You know, I mm-hmm. wanted to be a fashion designer, but I was a stylist. So I went just back to school, um, And I kind of fell into wellness. Um, I went to school because I got a whole bunch of, you know, single mommies can go to school for free. There's a lot of things that the government will give you. And I kind of just... I kind of just fell into wellness, and I felt like, wow, like this is my tribe. Like I'm, I'm in school with brujas. Like is this Hogwarts? (laughs) It was all these little brujitas, and we were all sharing our modalities. And you know, you do breathwork on me, and I'll do Reiki on you. And it was just a beautiful community. So, like everything in life, I think I just kind of fell into it, and it's never felt. This is the most I've ever felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It is the hardest. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. is the least paying, but emotionally it is so gratifying. And it's like that, like wealth that you feel for like, when I see my clients actually growing, I'm like, Oh my God, this feels so much better than ever watching a, a video on MTV that I did, or somebody going down the runway or even TV. I was like, this is just, it feels so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think when you start even like you start chasing a feeling maybe rather than a dollar amount. I feel like that makes like a whole difference in your mindsets or in general, like what you can do with it. Um. So I love how you kind of like bring that up. And so I'm curious, like, what does a wellness coach journey look like for a client? So like, tell me the process Ooh. of what a typical journey for someone seeking your help might look like? What does a session look like? What is a if you, typical experience or examples of experiences with clients? Because I bet everybody kind of has something different that they're coming in with that they're looking for that they leave with. Can you tell me a little more about that?
1: So I, ba- I like to basically tell people that I just hold grownups accountable and like, what am I holding you accountable for? I'm holding you accountable for goals that you set because I am just a mirror and I'm just going to help you get there. But like, you don't come to me and I don't tell you, Oh, you got to do this, 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 and this, you know, we, we build the relationship. So that's where my consultation comes in. My consultation is anywhere from 30 to 50 minutes. And it's completely free because the way I coach might not be the way you want to be coached. Like. Um, I don't know about you, but like, I don't want to go to the gym and get yelled at. So I'm not going to go to a boot camp. No, (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't work for me. Um, So, you know, even if I'm going to go see a trainer or a therapist, you know, I am a big believer in therapy. Um, I know I was listening to one of your podcasts and you said that uh, you went to therapy and then you had to film the podcast and you need a time in between, like that was my day to day. Like I went to therapy and then I need time in between. I see you, I need time in between. And then I have two clients after you. So, um, when they come to me, there's, you know, paperwork that you fill out and some questions that we go through to figure out what it is that you need. So the perfect example is if you come to me and you say, I want a healthier lifestyle, I want to work out, I want to wake up at five in the morning. You know, I want to drink all the green juices. Well, I need to know what you're doing now. And because I'm not going to set you up for disappointment, my job is not to set you up for failure. So if you want to wake up at five, but you wake up at nine every day, how do we get you to wake up at six or at seven? How do we find that without you? A lot of people, what they do is that they go on a crazy diet, no carbs. They work out every day. And when they crash, it's like McDonald's back to Netflix. So Another A lot of things also that come up is once we start ripping back the layers of, you know, is this triggering you or why aren't you capable of doing that? It all tends to go back to self-love, self-discipline, and self-care because self-discipline comes from self-love. So then we start working on those things.
0: Mm. Okay. And then, so say for me, <laughs> Okay. So like one of the things like I struggle with or like a lot of people in general, and it's like you're trying to get back on track to a healthy lifestyle, but maybe you are trying to also give attention to so many things like your full time business, mm. your side businesses, and in general, even like side projects so that you can, you know, kind of keep up this full time, you know, employment of your self employment of your own, like, hearing that like what are some things you like initially would like start with or like ask
1: so I know when I when we first started talking we were talking about you know maybe doing this podcast about like uh breaking generational curses right Mm. in the Latino community I don't know about you but nobody retires they just Mm. don't retire like I just made a funny tiktok about my family because I was at a wedding and like the one line of my tío is he hates retirement and like Cuando te digo that, that's all he talked about. That's all he had to say. So it's literally built in our makeup that we have to be overachievers because we don't want to be la que llegó tarde, the one that's not going to, you know, that's going to sell you out. So, this generation of us trying to do everything, what's happening is we're not taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, with you, I would start by asking you, like, what do you do to take care of yourself? And then I would ask you what your love language is. And are you using that to love yourself? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like always the hardest question with my therapist is like, so what do you do for you? I was like, fuck.
1: <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's always and like the is, hardest one. <laughs> this is the thing about loving ourselves is how. So once we get there and once I get, you know, my clients on this healthy sort of um, schedule where they do incorporate themselves, whether that's in the morning or that's at night, it's okay. What is Mm -hmm. your love language? Mm -hmm. How are we going to date ourselves? I can't, why would I take myself on a date? I just had this because as a, as a healer, I am constantly on, I just had a 30 minute conversation with my lifelong best friend. And I said, how are you dating yourself? She was like, Oh, yeah. Cause you forgot, mm-hmm. you forgot to date yourself. And it's not about like, oh, I'm going to date myself every day. I'm going to, but if we do something 70% of the time, then that 30% of the time that we don't do it, we're not going to be so hard on ourselves. Like I haven't been in, oh no I went to the gym on theater, but before that I hadn't been six weeks. That's okay. I'm going to give myself grace before that. I was going six days a week. There's things that have been going on, mm-hmm. but I also know that is part of my recovery. That is part of my self-discipline and my self-love that keeps me on track. Hmm. I
0: love that. I love that. Yeah. And as you said, with like, uh, generational curses and then also with like, yeah, families like not wanting to retire is like, that is my father-in-law mm. right now. Everybody's like, um, shouldn't you be retired? Like, you know, but they don't, they just keep working. And for me, I'm like, at what point will I retire? I don't know (laughs) like even or you know I used to have a job full-time job and my side hustle but then even if I make my side hustle a full-time job I'm always going to find something else you know but then that's a whole nother layer of it so I'm curious what did you think of the movie Encanto (laughs)
1: well I have a fun story but I want to get back to you that thing of you said if I get you know, if you make this your full time job, then it's going to be something else. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens when we start working on our self-love and our self-discipline is we're going to stop chasing mm. because we're going to start filling that up. Mm, you know, it. does that yeah. make sense? Because mm-hmm. we're always looking for something. What did I think about the movie Encanto? The movie Encanto is un orgullo, like you would not believe being Colombian on top oh, yeah. of it. My little cousin is in it because she is an actress. So my family is over the moon. We could not be more excited. My daughter runs around going, my tia has an Encanto. And it's like, un orgullo, like you would not believe our, um, our, our you know, national uh, company, airline, sorry. I had COVID and I've had brain farts since. Oh, no. Our airline, Avianca, actually mm-hmm. did an entire wrapping of Encanto on one of their planes. Mm -hmm. and it's just been, like, amazing, because we've known it's been happening, we've known it's been coming out, Uh, she had to keep it a secret for a long time, probably because she knew we were a bunch of chismosas, Mm -hmm. so when it was finally able to come out, she came on my live the day before, and she has a huge following, because she's a little telenovela star, and it was just, it's been so beautiful, and they did all of, like, our, the things we say in Colombia, and our food, and just, like, the little sayings, and it was really beautifully done that really is what the houses look like there we really do have a river there that changes colors all those flowers are really growing our country so oh my god was amazing
0: shout out to the primas wow that's awesome i see fun facts fun facts and i think encanto in general is like a great way to kind of explain or like kind of help like kids even adults (laughs) have adults kind of see the mirror in their face so i feel like for you like being a wellness coach, going on this journey for yourself, like as a mother, how does being a wellness coach kind of translate into your the parenting? Like what are the things that are like <laughs> most important to you as a mother or for your daughter to that you would like her to take into account?
1: Um, so my daughter is a Gemini like you and is a character. I think sometimes she's like, oh my God, tell this lady to shut up and stop telling me breathe to breathe. I'm sick of doing affirmations and gratitude. And sometimes there's a chancleta just being thrown across the room and I'm like, Janomas, and I scream her entire name. Um, I would love to say that I do gentle parenting, but it's after three times if I have to continue to say the same thing, that's it. You know, I do try and like lay, I know that kids need a schedule and because I do work from home and I work for myself, I like to tell her every day, you know, I am very traditional. I'm very Latina, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I cook and I try to make it as organic as possible. But like, if she goes and has chicken nuggets, I'm not going to die. Nobody's going to die. She'll probably get the FIA because I know she will. Um, But, you know, she said something about Encanto because she's very into it where she said, you know, the character I hate the most is the grandma. Mm -hmm. So as soon as she said that, I brought up these generational curses and what the grandmother was going through and how at the end she was able to understand her granddaughter, who's not just, who's like an entire generation in front of her. I mean, Mm -hmm. or two. So it was a really nice way to um, talk about that. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm from Miami. I still curse. I... uh, her friends it was interesting that you brought up my instagram because her friends found my instagram at school and i was like oh my god me voy a morir and she's like they think you're the coolest mom oh. like, yes. <laughs> a, bunch of, a building full of 12 year olds have accepted me but um you know i am a single mother and um my mother lives with us i was raised with my grandmother in the house and i like to tell my mom she's my life partner you know for the last 5 years she or for yeah 5 years she's been my life partner She came just for six months (laughs) and I said, I think I'm going to get a divorce. I think I'm going to need you. You know how Latinas are. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I see moms that are single moms, like real single, I have some clients that it's just them and their baby and there's nobody. I have so much respect for them. I mean, all my tias are retired. I I have a tia that will come here if I have to go work in Florida. You know, my partner lives in Florida. So if I want to spend a weekend with him, my tia will fly from Florida. To stay with the baby and my mom just to help. Mm -hmm. So it does take a tribe. And I am so grateful for my tribe. And I could not imagine doing it without them. Because even emotionally, my job is uh, takes so much. That's why self care is so important to me. Because, you know, it's kind of like this cup, right? So um, by the time I'm done with you, I'm going to give you this much. And then I'm going to give my client this Mm -hmm. much. And then what am I going to be left with? So by the time I'm done with my last client today, I need to fill that up. So tomorrow, I don't wake up mad at my daughter because we have to get ready for school in the morning. Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that you kind of bring that up. You know, it kind of takes a tribe. It's it's a community because and especially a lot of times I feel like for single moms or just women in general, like independent mm-hmm. women, there is that once again, I feel like that generational trauma thing of independent, you can do it, you don't need anybody. But a lot of that probably comes from like a a hyper independency, maybe, you know, Uh some trauma of like, maybe other people letting you down, but it's like, no, accept the help, ask for the help. And I think that's something that's really hard. I know that's something I have always struggled with, but like realizing where it's coming from you know? Yes. Um, and accepting that, I think that makes a huge difference. So I kind of love that, you know, it's like, yes, yeah, support is importance. I feel like, um, in your own like wellness. Um, and especially, yeah, because as you said, it's like, wow, like you're not done for the day. You still have, you know, more people, more like energy to try to disperse, to give, to, um, welcome others into. So, You know, when it comes to your clients, like, how do your clients, like, find you? Do you find them? Like, how do these, like,
1: relationships come about? So I am a strong believer when you speak things into the universe, the universe will, you know, sometimes what people, I don't think people understand is, like, if you ask for patience, the universe is going to give you a lesson to learn patience. They don't just give you patience. So from the very beginning, when I opened my heart to helping people, I had already been doing it. And then that was another reason that I was so happy that I was in this wellness program with all these other brujitas where they taught me how to uh, charge for my services. Because like I said, I I mean, even at that time, I remember I was holding meditation sessions in my house for free to anybody that would come and get them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started just like meeting people, like mixing energies. I've also the same thing with my relationships. I've never been on a dating site it's Everything has always been super organic with me. And then I remember once COVID hit, I had like a good amount of clients and I was like, oh my God, I'm a healer. And I touch people and I'm on energy. What What, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I started seeing people virtually and I realized one, people are way more comfortable in their space. It's mm. easier for them to be vulnerable. And three, Everybody needed my services. And um I do get a lot, you know, I do get a lot from TikTok. Like I will do a TikTok live and I will get a couple consultations. It's a lot of, you know, you know how Instagram is like the people you went to school with, your Thias, like people. So I get like a lot of DMs. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't comment. They won't comment on the story because I do a lot of how to recognize anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. how to let go of toxic people. I'll get a lot of DMs. Hey, do you think we can have a session? Hey, do you think you would be surprised at the people that have come back into my life because of that? I've also, so that's a lot of the ways I do it. Um, I do have a sister who lives in Brazil, full hippie life. She grows her own food. She has a um, like una finca where she does retreats. So I've mm-hmm. always been around this spirituality. And most recently because of COVID, I hosted a virtual retreat. So now I'm really excited that we're going to be doing those more and um, I bring in different people. There is one girl that I absolutely love. Her name is Sabrina. She's a hypnotherapist. And we had a really nice turnout last time. And it was really good because now I have more clients outside of Colorado than I did when I started. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's
0: crazy. Because I feel like, especially, yeah, I was going to ask you like virtually, how mm-hmm. is that for people? But I feel like that's what I start. I started virtual therapy. So I've never done an in-person thing and I feel like a lot of people are maybe like used to that or it's just a nice convenience because I was like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna be stressed going traveling to therapy that's too yes. like less hours back from my day but like with more people that you're reaching and in general like I feel like especially during this like pandemic like i think about the healers the spiritual uh spiritualists the the therapists you know the ones who people are seeking out for help and guidance how are you doing how do you do it you know to like balance and maintain you know your energy your spirituality like how are you doing it for yourself
1: so i just came back from therapy mm-hmm. um i love my therapist i am a strong believer my daughter is also in therapy because Being 12 is hard. Um, Mm -hmm. Being 11 in quarantine was hard. Being 10 in quarantine was hard. Um, But I've been in therapy most of my life. I also am a very strong believer in healers need healers. So Mm -hmm. I have a really beautiful community, which they all happen to be Latinas, one Latino. They're all healers in their own right. We send Mm -hmm. each other clients. We heal, we help heal each other. We give each other sessions. And, um, just yesterday I was talking to my hypnotherapist friend, Sabrina, who I've known since I was very young. And I said, you know, since I got back from Miami, I feel this, this, and this. And she was like, "Nina, you had COVID. You were the maid of honor at the wedding. You, you were on a cruise with your boyfriend, like you're drained. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. I have to up my game. So it's those little, you know, reminders of people that know, because she knows what it's like. Mm-hmm. so I like to keep those people close. like you said, I like in my later years learning to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had coffee with a friend who's uh, does breath work. he's Mexican, and he said some things that I needed to hear and like he needed to hear things that I had to say, and it was just so beautiful that I I can have those relationships with people where we could be completely vulnerable and be like, I have this client and she's driving me crazy, bro. Like, (laughs) you know, it's because, you know, with this work too, comes a lot of, um, people calling you. I had to learn how to set boundaries, you know, from, from two to like five, I don't take calls because that's Mm -hmm. my time with my daughter. And then for after a certain time, I don't take calls because that's not my time with my partner. Um, If you really think about it, if it's an emergency, emergency, you'll be in the ER. So it's nothing really that like I could help in a real emergency. I also love to use my platforms as videos that I can send for people to reference when they're going through something. I do a lot of um, pamphlets where like, okay, let's say uh, somebody cut you off in traffic and you're like, oh my God, why did they do that? Well, Write all these feelings down. And at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with you. It's more of why are you being triggered? Mm-hmm. So I, those are good ways I've learned to build boundaries. When people are in a panic, I send them information and I can keep going with my day.
0: Mm-hmm. Or just boundaries in general. I feel like boundaries, or if I was watching some TikTok, boundaries with everybody on everything. <laughs> it's I'm funny, a big fan of that. <laughs> but it's true. Um, and I also love in general, you were saying like there is this community, this network of like healers that you work with that are specifically Latinos. Like have you within this journey seen a difference or like have you had interactions sessions even personally with yourself with a maybe wellness coach spiritualist who wasn't latino versus one that was latino like what is there like a difference for you or in
1: general for anyone that you would see or recommend so this is a good one because i think that you know um another generational curse is you don't talk outside the family, right? Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't tell anybody what happens in the house. And like your abuela will give you like a pela if you talk about what happened in the house, the family. secrets, (laughs) yeah. And we all have them and secrets, they breed trauma and it's not good. So um, I do feel like just in general, you know, I I was raised with a big Colombian community. My, uh, the lady who did my hair, my nails, everything. She was Colombian um so I always feel more comfortable there but yeah I did when I went to school you know I was telling you before that it was a very big cultural shock moving to Colorado as a Latina there aren't a lot of Latinas I didn't know very much about Mexican culture there's a lot of Mexicans here so I do find that when I do like meet any Latina I'm like oh my god hey (laughs) like when I was in school yeah oh my god hey Um, I don't feel comfortable saying a lot of things to, uh, American people because I don't think that they would understand. And I just had a client go through this where she wanted to go into therapy with her mother. And her mother was like, listen, if it's not somebody from our country, forget about it. So I think that is, you know, it's a thing and it's, it's not something that like, I want to go around promoting, but it's a thing. Mm -hmm. When we got to this country, there was a lot of You know, my grandmother came here with four kids. My grandmother's passport was a picture of her holding the four kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, She never spoke English, nothing. So imagine they needed to build their community. Mm -hmm. That's where they felt safe. And that has, you know, it, it has been passed down. So, yeah, I do. But you know what? Guess what? My therapist. I bond with her because she's from the East Coast and Mm -hmm. she knows a lot of Latinos and she gets it and she knows I'm spiritual. So she's never trying to talk me out of my spirituality or make me feel like I'm crazy. So I guess it kind of depends. Or maybe I just gave her a gringa pass. I don't know.
0: I know. Yeah. My my therapist is gringo too. So I like test out. I like throwing some astrological things. I was like, what you gotta say about it? What you gotta say? I wanna hear. I wanna hear. Um, but even as you say like the secrets and everything, I was like, Oh my gosh, I am a Gemini. Like, please do not tell me a secret. And specifically, but specifically, if you say, like, usually if you tell me a secret. And it's like, okay, it's not that I can tell my husband, like, that's fine. But you, you specifically yeah. say, and don't, not even Frankie, not even, I was like, I can't, like Ooh. I die as a Gemini. I die inside because I am loyal and I will not, I will not tell your secret, but it's killing me. So like, please yeah. do not tell me secrets. I cannot tell my husband at least like, I can't,
1: no, oh my. <laughs> maybe I'll tell my, my daughter. Dad, <laughs> my daughter always says, she's like, mommy, I'm only telling you. And yeah. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's that She's most already. Yeah. At 12.
0: So don't pull that on her. She, you said she's a Gemini. Don't tell her. And you can't tell anybody. <laughs> Be like, well, maybe, Mikhail, you could tell your therapist. You know, that's it. Right. Don't, don't do that to a Gemini. <laughs> it, hurts. <laughs> it hurts inside. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So what would you say has been the most challenging part about being
1: a wellness coach or your journey to getting where you are now? I think learning uh, to protect my energy because I am a cancer and I'm so emotional. I remember um, one of my clients had like a really big crisis one time and I answered and I was at a party and I was on vacation with my boyfriend and it almost ruined our trip.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was
1: a big lesson, you know, in that um, I need to protect my energy, set my boundaries. Mm-hmm. I like to meditate before and after my sessions. And um, when people say, how do you protect your energy? I say, well, it depends on the situation that I'm going into, but I like to imagine a bubble around me. I like to, in my meditation, ask that not only am I holding space and I have an open heart, but that whatever I'm saying is what they need to hear and vice versa. And um, then afterwards, I need to cleanse myself. I need to sage. I take a lot of baths because I am a cancer. I am very big on being grounded Um, when it's cold outside like right before this I literally had 20 minutes and it's 70 today I took my shoes off and I was walking in the grass Mm -hmm. and I was like oh and I just you know gave my gratitude but in the winter I can't do that and a lot of people don't realize that your bathtub is a beautiful way to ground you with Mm -hmm. you know water is one of a really important element especially for me because I'm a water sign I was about to say (laughs) so yeah so it's learning that the salt the lavenders the all of the acepicos all of the the things. So that was a really big one because I would, um, you know, when I didn't know my power, I would fall apart if something happened to my friend, if something Mm -hmm. happened to a family member, I would fall apart. And like I said, uh, it's not an emergency, but you can end up in the ER with a panic attack. And those are things that we want to avoid.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. And what goals would you say you have for yourself, and for this chapter in your life of being a wellness coach?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think like my goal goal would be to just do this. That would be great for me. And I know that in to just do this, I either have to take on more clients and overload myself, or I will need to start speaking in bigger groups. Or um, I would really like to start selling courses. Mm. Um, And, you know, I just got... uh, in the works of talking about doing this for corporations where I would go Mm -hmm. and virtually, you know, do stuff. And I think that would be just a really great way to reach people and then not be so drained and Mm -hmm. not have so many side hustles and not try and get home in time to make a dinner and, and do this and that. And next thing, you know, like, you know, your nails haven't been done in two months. You're like, what go, you know, as a Latina, you got to keep your stuff. Right. So I (laughs) Hmm. Yes. Imagine, (laughs) you know, what's so funny is I just did a TikTok and I haven't posted it yet. And it was like, uh, at the end it said, Oh, I also like nice things and I'm bougie as fuck. Like I could be both. (laughs) Yeah. We're allowed to be both. Um, But I do really do see myself uh, speaking in larger groups, which is funny because I'm scared of crowds. (laughs) Um, I had to do a maid of honor toast. Uh, It it was like a, a wedding of 50 people. If it's 50 people, I knew 30 of them yeah. and I was like, en un panico. Yo me iba a I thought I was going to like throw <laughs> up, but then I do it. And, and my boyfriend was like, you were amazing. And I was like, I, I don't know where that came from. So I know that I'm capable of it. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of that imposter syndrome that we all deal with yes. when we're doing what we love. It's mm-hmm. always when we're doing what we love, right? Yep. Oh my gosh. It's the worst.
0: Oh, it, like even when you're doing great, it's just going to like, oh, you think you're doing great? Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh, <God> I'll <laughs> there.
1: You know, it's, you know, it would be fun is if we thought about everything that you ever failed at five minutes before you walk into this job. And I'm like, Oh my God, where'd that come from? oh no But I, I remember always having that little imposter syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I used to get really nervous when I was a wardrobe size. Cause I worked in music mm-hmm. and I was always like, Oh my God, why are they even hiring me? Oh my God, I'm a fraud. And then when the finished product come out, I'm like, yep, that's me. I did that. Yeah. That was me. It was so easy.
0: <laughs> yeah no problem i this these thoughts were in my head previously that's awesome um so yeah here's cheers to hopefully scaling um and being able to do more in a like healthy balanced way and i would definitely say if you want to cuz yeah like go what would you say like bigger In general, like what you said with corporations, I would say target Gen Z owned companies. I think those would be the companies that would most definitely be open to it because yeah, that's definitely a problem that like a lot of corporations, they're just like mental health. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Or I remember one of my last jobs are like talking about self-care, like, are you good? I was like, is this a trap? Like, are you really <laughs> saying like, y- and you think like that because that has been like previous, you know, thinking previous companies or histories. It's like, wait, are we actually like, okay with this? Or like, you know, doing, um, I remember it was like Monday type of like not a meditation, but just like, you know, having like that card what's the card for the day and the thoughts that kind of yeah. carry you through. And I think every company should do that. So if you could scale that, I would definitely say that would be something great for companies to have for their employees. So
1: hopefully. So, so- great. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way that you answered that, the way that you answered that is so Latina, like, wait, is this a trap? Because <laughs> I want you to think of something and I like to tell my clients that are Latinos that are holding on to this resentment of their parents or past generations I want you to really think I don't know about you my abuela was raised I think she was the youngest of 15 on a farm and my grandfather picked coffee I would want you to imagine one of them saying I'm going to take a mental health day today oh yeah no (laughs) Hell no. So we're we're not raised for that to even be an option, and then when it is, you feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Or I
0: think the other issue was I remember I was trying to. Translate sometimes when I go to pop ups and I have that one shirt that's kind of funny, but kind of trying to lean into in general self care. So it's a self care means tres asada um And I was trying to explain <laughs> it to a senora. She's like, What does self care mean? I was like, How do I translate oh. this into Spanish? And I remember there was a friend of mine, she was a therapist. And then as another friend who's a therapist, Latina therapist, I was like, How do you translate self care? And the fact that there really isn't truly a word for it that's the problem right there no girl me
1: trying to explain to my family what I do are you crazy Yeah. (laughs) so (laughs) I remember I was in an airport I was in an airport leaving Colombia and the man said because I'm like you know a woman leaving Colombia everyone's suspect flying into Miami he said I don't understand what you do for a living and I said it in English he's like pase pase (laughs) <laughs> like he just didn't want to get into it I, and I start getting like all I was like sir come. you're probably the one who needs to hear
0: this the most
1: <laughs> yeah the guy at TSA at the airport
0: oh my gosh probably stressed wow okay well Before we end, I wanted to go through some lightning round questions and usually it's okay if you want to expand on these a little bit more, but (laughs) usually everybody does. The first question is who is a Latina that inspires or motivates you?
1: Okay, so I think from a very early age, it's always just like the same, and it's super cliche because I'm Colombian, but it's definitely Shakita, and this is why when you're a little girl. So I spent every Christmas and every summer in Colombia. I had a parent there, a parent here. So when you go there, and it, she's she's the rock star, you know that mm-hmm. so she was the Britney Spears, and you're like, oh my god, I need to go to the concerts, and then to see the evolution of her not just coming um, to the United States, but by that time I was working in the music industry and I would hear all these things. Oh my gosh, she's going to come out with an album and I would hear, no, it's not ready because she's a perfectionist. Mm. I will never forget seeing her DVD. For those of you who don't know, we used to buy DVDs of concerts (laughs) and it was this whole backstory and, and the behind the scenes and she was so into every single little detail. And I love that about her. But what the one thing that drew me to her? Well, the couple things is she wasn't your typical Colombian at that time. She wasn't, uh, you know, she was a roquera A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know she started off like a oh, roquera Old school, yes. Shakira, oh, <laughs> yeah. You got your Selena girl. I got my Shakira. I was about to hey. say usually have Mexicana. Oh.
0: <laughs> so usually Mexicanas, Selena gets all the love. So yes, thank you for bringing in Shakira. <laughs>
1: And then here's another thing about Shakira, right? Is when we see the evolution of Shakira and she goes from roquera to this amazing, sensual, sexual being who is not only owning it, but she's not over con el maquillaje. Mm -hmm. You barely ever see her wearing heels. She's got her look. Like nobody put her in a box. There was this really interesting article that came out where they said, we don't know what henero to put her in Mm -hmm. because there's no henero for her. She will do reggaeton. She will, you know... she can do it all. And it's like, and, and, it, and there's something about her music that it doesn't matter what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. It always feels like home. And then I remember being really young. I'm like, oh my gosh, Shakira, did you really say that? Like, you're not <laughs> supposed to say that out loud. And I also get that from Gwen Stefani. where like, you're not supposed mm. to say that out loud. Like girls aren't supposed to tell people that we're feeling this. So that has always been really inspiring. And um, also it was like the first time I saw somebody that looked like me that talk like me, that, uh, so that was really awesome. And then most recently I saw, uh, Rita Morena's documentary Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize that like my mom had nobody to look up to my Mm -hmm. grandpa my grandma, when she came to this country and like, you know, just, it's a really beautiful documentary. You guys should check it out. And, um, again, my grandmother, I mean, she came here with four kids, had another one, lived here her entire life, did not speak one word of English, would go to McDonald's in Hialeah, Florida, order in Spanish. And she was a little gangster. And, you know, those are the powerful Latinas.
0: Nice. Everybody's about to go bop some Shakira. Check out the Rita Moreno documentary. All right. Awesome. Love it. Next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received?
1: Okay. I feel like this is something that carried me through when I was younger as a, uh, a, a wardrobe stylist and it's changed a little, but I, I'll never forget. It was, um, so I don't know if you remember that clothing line Mecca mm, and then the they name. did a Nietzsche. Mm, maybe. So it was in the very early stages of urban wear, right? Nobody mm. was doing urban wear. There was no Puff Daddy and Saks Fifth Avenue, like no Sean John. Um, so th- there was three designers. One of them came to my school when I was studying fashion and gave a lecture, and he's like, Listen, you say yes and you figure out how to do it later. Like, you say yes to everything because you can find a way to yep. do things. And I feel like that's such a Latino way like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I can build this house. And then you call el primo and you call el tío and you guys get it together. And that's how I ran a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, I could, I could do your wedding. I could, I could do that. And I figured it out. Um, now with wellness coaching, it's a little bit different because I am a big believer. If I can't facilitate somebody because it is mental health, I can give you somebody that could help you. Mm. So it's kind of the same thing, but that was something that I'll never forget. And even like for this, you know, in the, in the wedding, we're in Florida. All these women, we get our hair and makeup done. We get in the limo and there's no AC. And I look at the guy, my, my cousin is melting. La prima is about to faint. She was like, oh my God, me morir. And I look at the guy and I'm like, what's going on with the AC? He's like, this isn't my limo. I don't know. Like, to me, that's not an answer. And uh, I don't want to be bougie and be like, I don't take no for an answer, but if there's, there's a solution. Mm-hmm. So I like, de una, I was like, get me on FaceTime with whoever can help. He's like, I can I'm, I'm using my phone for the GPS. Okay. Well then give me the number. Guess what? In five minutes, we had AC. I had somebody on the phone and we got it done. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, and thank God for YouTube these days. Yeah. Anybody can figure it out, <laughs> figure yeah. anything out. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Next question. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a career like yours?
1: Give yourself grace. You know, there's grace for learning, grace for sometimes breaking down because you really do hear a story that affects you. Like Mm -hmm. we're human. Um, Lots and lots of Mm -hmm. self-care and definitely connecting with other people that do what you do. This is not a competitive thing. We're all trying to help and heal others. Nobody's a better healer than somebody else. And there's always something that you can learn from somebody. So I think the connection is a really big, big thing.
0: Hmm. And it's almost like, as you said, learning from others, and it's almost like a mentor in a way, you know. Yeah. Um, teaching each other things that maybe like if, even if it's the same or it's different, I think that's definitely important. Okay. Uh, what is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? This can be a book, podcast, app,
1: workshop, etc. Okay. So. Hmm. In college, I had this really cool professor who threw away the textbook. He's like, this is garbage. I'm going to teach you how to manage people. Managing people is psychology. And I was studying fashion merchandising. He said, if you want to work for yourself, you got to figure out yourself before you go manage anybody else. And there was these two books that I'll never forget. And I always, especially young people, like you need to read these books. Um, One of them is uh, Who Moved My Cheese?, Oh, I uh, one. Spencer Johnson yeah so basically it's like the ponte las pilas like with the limo driver no 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 we can get this done so in the book mm-hmm. it's 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 two mice and every day they give them cheese and one day it stops and one mice stays there waiting until he dies and the other mice goes no no no. I'm gonna go look for the cheese mm-hmm. and guess who survived um <laughs> another one that I love is how to win friends and influence people the book is mm-hmm. like a hundred years old. it's been rewritten it is how to get what you want in business by being nice to people. And what I took from that is how to be nice to people just so, just to make the world a better place because <laughs> no cuesta nada to give somebody a compliment. I don't care who you are, you can, what that person looks like, where they are, you can give them a compliment. Mm-hmm. And the way that it just will change somebody's energy, their day, you know. Um, I had somebody ask me, "Why are you always so nice to the people in the toll booth? Why do you say thank you and good afternoon?" I go, "Because people throw money at them all day. Literally, mm. they throw their monedas at <laughs> True, them. True, yeah. If I can stop and say hi, or the lady at the DMV, like then she sees me as a human. Yeah. Oh wow. Well. <laughs> um, oh, so another one is uh, Sahara Rose. Mm. I really, really, really love her. There's something that I feel like a, a close connection to anybody that's first generation born here. um, You know, so I do get a lot from her podcast and even her content. Um, There's just something about us that are like raised here, but it's home, but it's like not home, but it is home. You know, our houses Mm -hmm. always smell like food. Our parents talk very loud. And that is like a lot of people that are first generation born here. So I really do love listening to her.
0: Nice. Okay. Thank you for sharing those recommendations. And next question. I'm going to try this one. I wonder if your answer is going to be similar. Let's see. If there's anything you could change about your journey, what would it be? Nothing. I knew it. I'm going to get rid of that question. <laughs>
1: no, don't get rid of it because I think it's a good reminder to your audience. And I like how all of your, um, the people, your guests answer it a little bit different. True. But true. funny that you said that because my therapist brought that up today and she and I said absolutely nothing because um if one tiny little thing changed that's it Mm -hmm. one tiny thing changed like I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be who I am I wouldn't have the um like the ability to hold space for anybody or you know even holding space for myself which Mm -hmm. a lot of us don't realize that us turning on the tv and tiktok tiktok instagram like we're not that's not holding space for yourself that's not resting so i believe that it's really important that i went through all those things so that i do know how to have compassion and i do know how to give myself grace Mm -hmm. and um even in my gratitude, you know, this morning I usually wake up very early and my mom hears me because she has an apartment in the basement. And this morning she said me how you didn't, you didn't wake, you didn't wake up in time. And I was like, no, I did. I just stayed in bed and gave gratitude. She's like for half an hour. I go, yeah, <laughs> I was incapable of that a couple years ago or in my twenties, you know, and I only got that from life experience and from all the trauma and everything.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like for me and the ones who do the only thing is like they say is I wish I could have gotten here sooner but at the same time like you said everything that happened happened for a reason like that would be my answer too but you know at the same and at the same time it's kind of like I feel like people are always racing with like a clock you know with your age because a lot of people think like if I'm this age I should be here if I'm this age I should be here but it's like don't like live your life through like someone else's timeline. Like who said you have to be married by this age? Who said you have to have kids? Who says you have to be a business owner on, you know, certain amount by this age. So I will continue to keep that question.
1: Please, (laughs) (laughs) please do. Cause even when you say like, I wish it would have happened earlier. Mm -hmm. um, You know, a lot of times I go, I wish I would have got divorced earlier, but no, he needed to be my partner during that time. That was what was made for me and Mm -hmm. it helped. You know, if I would have got divorced earlier, if I would have had my daughter earlier, it would have trickled into the effect of not learning those lessons and not being where I am right now. And like I said, this isn't the most high paying job or anything, but it is the most fulfilling. And when people ask me if I'm happy, I try and tell them, like, it's not something that I just wake up being happy at every day. I work at it. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think I could be in a better place. And I'm going to be 40 in June. And I didn't think I could be this happy at 40, this comfortable in my skin, this comfortable with my sensuality, my sexuality, my womanhood, my mm-hmm. brujeria-hood, my bruhood. And last question. Where can listeners connect with you online? So my TikTok is jeho 25 uh, my insta is uh wellness elizabeth vajeho and um, on my insta is all my all my stuff where you can DM me my emails all that and then my blog is elizabethvajeo.com where you could also reach me through there. Awesome. And I sometimes appear on your stories. Awesome. Yes.
0: Make sure to follow Elizabeth. I will link everything in the show notes so you guys can check it out. You know, hey, in case you can't reach for like a session for her, you know, check out some very like inspiring, very spiritual, just well-aligning videos, content, you know, just to kind of help yourself here and there, just reminders, check-ins. So thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Elizabeth,
1: do you have any like final words or anything you would like to say before we end this? I would say thank you for having me. I love, love, love your content. I think the first time that I connected with you, I said that I love that you're like, have this platform where you represent us. And it, it feels good to just, you know, wear a sweater that says this. Um, I accidentally, and this is how the universe is, I needed a gray pullover. And I was like, since Christmas, I was like, I need a gray pullover because I got this thing and I it needs to go with it. And I found you and I thought you were hilarious and it made me stop. And then I was like, I would rather pay for Latina who put her heart and soul into it than go to TJ Maxx and buy one. And uh, so I love what you're doing. And I love this platform where you bring other Latinas in and we can relate to each other. I'd like to think I'm not the only mom, you know, still struggling and wanting to do it all. So I appreciate you. And thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you too. And all the All the tears and everything went into that (laughs) and the journey (laughs) into that sweatshirt. But I know that's a journey for, you know, a lot of us here. So I'm so excited to have met you, to be able to have this session with you, mini session we kind of threw in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But in general, like I hope everybody, you know, kind of follows you and finds, you know, a little bit more time in their day you know, to think about their own wellness journey. So make sure, you know, everybody tunes in. And I'm excited to have Elizabeth here to kick off Women's History Month with us here on the podcast. You know, Mujeres Empower Mujeres. So we definitely have a great one here. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure to follow the Work Me Hub podcast to listen to more amazing and inspiring mujeres. Until next time, thank you guys so much.